Boyle Sports is a proud sponsor of Newcastle Fans TV and the Greenwood and Mulmer Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Sign up today with Boyle Sports, and if you bet £10 with Boyle Sports, you will get £20 in free bets. So what are you waiting for? Sign up today with Boyle Sports. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulmer Show, episode number 65. 65. Incredible. 65. You're in, you know you're alive with episode 65. And Sam will not be a bingo caller in the future. But I'll tell you what we will be looking forward to is Gateshead doing a little bit better. And a man that played for Gate has played for Gateshead, but has played also played for Newcastle, is the former under twenty three captain Owen Bailey. And Sam, a very level headed young man who wants to do very well in the game. Yeah. Um that was the big takeout. What a cracking young man and a, a credit to his family. Um. Yeah, had has had to deal with a lot of injuries in his short career so far, but he's rebuilding and at Gateshead now, <clears throat> still in the northeast, which are a club back on the kind of like Owen in a sense as well. Kind of had a lot to deal with over the past couple of years, and they're they're on the way back as well. So look, whenever if you're in if you're in the northeast and on the odd international break, go and give them your support. So it's it's hardly far to go, is it, Johnny? You need to get yourself down there. Yeah, it's only literally a mile away from mm. the ground. Uh, National League North, Argator, they were in the National League and then a bit of financial difficulty with yeah. previous owners um, meant they were relegated, but they were literally on the verge of the playoffs. I think they were, might have even been in the playoffs, you know, um, when everything kind of crumbled a little bit. But they're back on their feet. It's only one division down, and if they can get promoted alongside Newcastle's former defender, Mike Williamson, then they'll be back playing conference football, National League football, and they're not a million miles away from the Football League. And that's how quickly it can change, Sam, for the likes of Owen Adam Campbell's also Gateshead, former Newcastle player. So everything looks a bit more rosier um, on the other side of Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, a similar thing happened uh, about 20-odd years ago with my local team, Telford United. They went completely bust mm. and had to reform as uh, AFC Telford United. Um, and now they're in the same division as, as Gateshead. So, yeah, it, it just goes to show that it's it's hard for everyone down down that uh, lower league level whether you're your owners players managers whoever it's it, it's tough at the bottom um but hopefully you know this is the start of a of a fantastic rebuild and like uh i say to owen in the interview spoiler alert that maybe the takeover in newcastle can kind of wash down and and kind of benefit gateshead secondary as well 100 but owen was part of the team that took on sunland sunland's first team as the under 23 captain, which was absolutely surreal for any Newcastle fan that was there that night. I, I was one of the lucky ones that was up in the guards, and it was just so funny. But it was really good to see the players play against Sunderland's first team as well. And they held them, especially in the first half. And 4 0 very much flattered Sunderland. It was a harsh scoreline. But mm. it sounded like, sound like you rightly say, like you, um, Newcastle's under 23 has done well for a couple of years. And he was part of that and you look at some of the players that were in that team they've all kind of gotten and had a good career so far anyway in their, in their short careers yeah exactly they're still young lads like like um 
Dan Barlazer, who we've had on the channel. Obviously, the, the big ones are Sean and Matty Longstaff, and Jamie Sturry's doing well at Hartlepool now, isn't he? So there's there's a lot of... And, and he's come through some strife in his, his career as well. So, I mean, they're all cracking lads, and they're always ones that I think Newcastle fans will keep an eye on because... Because they've still got, they're still in the northeast, sort of Rotherham's. I know it's Yorkshire, but you know, it's north, in it. At least he's not gone to freaking Plymouth or somewhere, Barley's. But um, you know, there's they're still doing well, and and long may it continue. And hopefully, you know, they can follow suit like the likes of Armstrong, Tony, and Babu, and and all that. Hundred percent, and what I say, Wishgate said all the very best. This season, hopefully, they can get promotion back to the National League very, very soon. But I think it's about time to get this podcast up and running. This is episode number 65 of the Green and the Moment Show, and it's with Owen Bailey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Green and the Moment Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today, me and Sam are joined by a man who's currently playing for Gateshead, but has spent all his career pretty much at Newcastle United throughout the academy and also made a first-team appearance under Steve Bruce, or was it just before Steve Bruce Owen? Uh, it was just before the game. It was the game before he took over, yeah. And we are with Owen Bailey, uh, who is currently playing at Gateshead, Mike Williamson's team for the Newcastle centre-half, and Sam Owen's career to date had some ups, some downs, but it's great to see him playing for Gateshead week in, week out, and they're doing really well at the minute. Yeah. Um, and I urge everyone because obviously we've got we've just passed an international break and we've got another one next month to go up and uh, to go and see Gateshead play. Because for those who don't know, Owen, um, how are you getting on this season? And because I understand as we speak now, you just had a decent result at the weekend. Yeah, we're doing all right. Um, we're, st- we're still in the FA Cup at the minute. We've got a big game on um, on Saturday against Mosk um, to get into the first round proper. Uh, which would obviously be massive for the club and for the obviously for the supporters and stuff. Um, and then in the league, we're doing all right as well. I think we're up to fourth now. Um, but in terms of like, obviously it's early days for sort of points and be looking at where you are in the league because obviously teams have played different amounts of games and stuff. Um, but things are going quite well. Um, we had a we had a tricky we had a decent start, but then we drew a couple of away games and we got beat away at Leamington. Um, but since then we've sort of not really looked back. Um. I think we've won five on the bounce now, including the cup. So I think um, it's a real sort of feel-good factor at the minute, and hopefully we can really sort of push on and try and you know keep keep going up the table and keep um, getting some positive results. Really. Yeah, I've seen that you won at the weekend for four games, and I'm sure if I'm wrong, tell us I'm wrong. But were you getting a hug off Rob Elliott after the game? Rob Elliott, yeah. Um, <laughs> Rob comes down. Rob loves it. Um, so obviously he's really good friends with you know with Mike and with Louis um, and uh, Busty as well the assistant. So Rob sort of is almost like a, another member of coaching staff. Obviously he's playing at Watford, so it's uh, difficult for him to get there much. But you know when he's there when he can and he, he loves coming and he says he, he loves sort of watching my style of play and stuff. So uh, Rob's obviously experience and stuff's massive for the group really. What's Mike Williamson like as a, as a manager? Obviously, we've seen him all as a player for a number of years at Newcastle and it's his first proper management job, isn't it? Um, he's obviously played with a number of kind of different personalities at his time from Newcastle. Can you see any traits that he's picked up from 
Pardew or even John Carver? Has he ever accused you of being sent off on purpose? Um, no, I think he's, he's, he's quite a sort of driven, uh, driven kind of guy. You know, he's um, everything's sort of centered around being really focused and being, you know, um, quite sort of driven and, and on it all the time and sort of keeping everyone sort of pulling in the same direction. Um, and there's kind of a clear kind of blueprint that we've got and kind of like a real sort of style of play, which everyone seems to be buying into at the minute, um, which is obviously sort of high energy pressing um, as well as sort of some attractive football times, but um, mainly just sort of how can we take sort of risk out of the game and get in good, good, uh, good areas of the pitch. So really enjoying it at the minute and um, sort of I think he, he keeps everyone on their toes, you know, he's, he's always on everyone, you know, making demanding that the standards are, are right up up where they should be um, and where we're aiming to be. So he's, he's been brilliant so far. I can't sort of speak highly enough of him, really. Fantastic stuff. Just going back onto Newcastle, Owen, um, when, when did it all start for you in terms of Newcastle? How young were you when you first got approached by Newcastle and started your Newcastle journey? Um, I think I must have been about eight. Um, I was I was playing for North Shields, uh, North Shields Juniors as a as a young lad, and um, sort of with, with Matt. I was playing with Matty Longstaff and Sean Longstaff. A couple of lads were there now, and um, just sort of enjoying my football and um, scored a few goals and stuff. And then uh, Newcastle sort of came in for us. So obviously at a young age, I didn't really kind of understand what that meant, but um, I was just wasn't to be wearing the Newcastle strip and sort of doing what I suppose most kids kind of wanted to do at the time. So um, from there, I was just sort of going through all the age groups. Um, obviously, went from I was lucky enough to be there from eight right until I was 22. So um spent a lot of years at the club um, and had a lot of sort of good years as well. So really enjoyed the time. When you finally make your way and progress up to, to the under-23s, um, What's it kind of like? Because obviously you've got the the players that you've sort of grown up with, and then you get kind of your players that they bought in to progress for the academy. And then, for example, last night John Joe Shelby was on his comeback from injury, playing for the under twenty three. So there's a kind of mix of players at that kind of level. Um, any kind of memorable first team players that you've sort of played with down there that you just thought, wow. Um, I remember we played West Brom once and um, Daryl Murphy played. I think he just came back from injury um, and he, he played the first 45 minutes and like just sort of little things that, you know, just little movements and the way he sort of used his body and I think he scored two and went off because he was only supposed to play 45. Um, I think he scored two goals and like everyone was just sort of blown away. Um, and the, to be fair, same with John Joe Shelby as well. Um, he's played a few times. Um, when he's been coming back from injuries and stuff, uh, we played at Fulham as well, and you know, like the lads seeing like some of the passes that he's hitting. Obviously, everyone knows he's he's got an unbelievable range of passing. But until you sort of see it up close and you he sees things that you can't even imagine um, on the pitch, and he's hitting these passes where all the lads are like, "How's he even seen that? Never mind hit it." So uh, to have players like that, it sort of it shows you where you've kind of got to be if you want to get to that level and it's really good to try and sort of learn off them players and see how they sort of conduct themselves both like in the change room on the pitch um, and just sort of lean on them to pick up little as much little bits as you can because obviously it's, it's going to help you in the long run 
um, as well as sort of helping them return to the pitch and uh, sort of get a, get a bit of game time for us, so to speak. Definitely, definitely, 100% agree with that. Um, you, you were captain at the under-23s, Owen, and you must have shown leadership skills throughout the ranks to be given that opportunity. And when were you first told that you were going to be captain of the under-23s and did you just want it straight away? Um, I, well, I was captain quite a, quite a bit coming through um, and then I, I was looking to be captain of the under-18s as well um, in sort of the Youth Cup and stuff and um, some big games then, which were obviously big games at the time for, for the under-18s. And then um, I can't I can't remember the specific game um, of being in the 23s captain, but I, um, it's something that I, at the time I probably took a bit for granted and I think I probably just sort of, saw it as just another kind of being like, oh, well, like, you know, I didn't really look too much into it. Um, but then I think when you when you come out of it and you look back and you reflect on it, um, it's something that obviously I, I really look back on with a lot of pride and um, that something that I can really sort of cherish, really, to, to represent the club and sort of be captain at, the, at such a high level at the club um, is sort of a, a good achievement and something that I'm sort of really proud of doing. And and how much would the first team manager like a Rafa Benitez or Steve Bruce kind of pay attention to to what's going on in the, on the under twenty threes? Because being the captain, you would think that you would be one of the first to sort of catch the manager's eye. Um, I think during my time it was difficult because um, there was a lot of sort of transition. Um, mm. I think when when Rafa first came in, that was kind of when I was first sort of under 23s kind of coming up to becoming the captain um and the, the, the kind of the you look to and we'll never know <laughs> well while someone's just sorting out a few bits and bobs there Sam, you can see straight away that you know the fact he talks about mike williamson in such high regard is fantastic stuff isn't it yeah, with Mike Williamson, it was always like kind of what you'd expect from a centre back, just kind of steady Eddie, as it were. So it's kind of what you'd what you'd sort of expect, wouldn't it? And defenders always make good managers, apart from maybe the one we've got at the minute. <laughs> um, I will let you get back into what you were saying. I think what Sam you were just asking about um, about Rafa, Rafa and, and Steve Bruce. Sorry, I, I, that was a phone call. I've, uh, no, right. off, but, um, yeah, it sorry, happened like to Lee saying. Clark, so you're not alone. <laughs> oh, well, that happens to the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like I was saying, um, sort of, I think the, the under-23s wasn't really something that was massively looked at um, during my time there. Um, sort of, I, I think I trained a couple of times. Um, there was a spell where I trained quite a lot, sort of day before a game when, when Rafa was in charge. Um, and then obviously he left, and then I was on the preseason tour when um, Bruce took over in China, um, and that was kind of that was kind of my real opportunity to sort of impress and sort of show what I can do. And um, I thought I'd done all right. I, I didn't think I was sort of I wasn't blowing anyone away, but I wasn't terrible. But I think that sort of comes with the position as well, and I think that's sort of. Mm. If you're doing your job and you're kind of going notice, then that's probably a, a good thing for the kind of the role that I played back then. Um, but I think after that, uh, there was only Matty, Matty Longstaff who, who sort of stuck around and, and stayed up, up, up with the first team. And then kind of after that, that was sort of when the injuries hit and 
Um, that was sort of the, the not not with the end, but that was kind of when the writing was on the wall that um, it wasn't going to be as straightforward as you know, sort of keep progressing and try and try and break through. Yeah, we'll touch about the injuries, and it won't be for long. Believe me, we'll just we'll literally touch about it, and we'll move on to something much a lot more positive. But I just want to talk a little bit more about the under twenty threes because two finals in two thousand nineteen, and you look at the team that you actually had. Like I'm going to mention the Sunderland game um, where you scored the first goal, five 0 win. I think Lee's got highlights of it on the on NFTV Extra. Yeah, I and I was just looking at that team, and like it was weird because this is only two or three years ago, Sam. I don't know if you remember that some of the players that were there. We had Sean Longstaff and Dan Barlaz in the middle of midfield. You had Jamie Sterry at right back. You had uh, Elias Sorensen who came on and scored later on. Had Carl Roberts who was scored in the FA Cup match against Blackburn in the same season. So that was a hell of a team, Owen, when you think about it. Yeah, looking back, um, I think we, in the dressing room we knew that we had a lot of quality in there. Um, and I think obviously that was the season when we went on a, a good sort of uh, checker trade run. And I think it was that it was that January when um, when we played Sunderland, and then I think Sean broke through. Um, Jamie Sterry was involved with the first team, and when we played Sunderland away, we, we, we ended up missing a few players. I think we lost a couple of injuries as well. Um, but I think if we had had sort of a full team out that we had at the start of that that season, then it, it would have been closer in that game against Sunderland's first team, you know. And I think that's something that that'll always kind of haunt me. I wish we had had a full compliment out against them because I think if you look at where the lads have went on to go now, like the, the quality within, within the team was, was really, really excellent. And um, a lot of the lads have went on to have good careers and I'm sure a lot of them are sort of still finding their feet and finding their way in the game and they'll, they'll still go on to have really good careers because we, we kind of knew what quality was in there and that, that showed with a lot, of the, a lot of the results and the performances that we had. Definitely. Does it surprise you that maybe more of them didn't make it at Newcastle? Obviously, they still have good careers. Like Dan Barley's are smashing it at Rotherham, and, and and Matty's obviously out on loan at Aberdeen, but he had that memorable spell um, and, and the goals against Man United. But you say about the quality that team had. Does it surprise you that maybe one or two more didn't feature for the first team a bit more regularly? It does. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think. If you look now, um, obviously the lads are doing well and stuff. But I think, like you said there, that that, that there wasn't sort of a, a clear kind of pathway at the club for them. But the the maybe could have been, and I think a lot of the lads kind of would have excelled. I think if you look at Sean when he was stuck in, he was excellent, um, and he still sort of is playing excellent now. And I think obviously Matty was the same. He got an opportunity, took it with both hands, and he, he was excellent, and he's, he still is. And you know what I mean, and I think um, a lot of the lads who who were there, I think if they had been sort of thrown in and given an opportunity, that you, you would like to hope that they'd they would have done done sort of well and sort of stuck around. But um, I think with the way that almost, I think it's almost the way that modern football is. Um, I think teams would rather go out and buy someone for five, ten million pounds who's sort of maybe an international footballer or played at a high level and you can you can totally understand it because obviously it's experience and stuff and you, you can't buy that but from from my point of view from a youngster's point of view you, you're just hoping that um someone would take a chance on you and sort of give you the opportunity to sort of sink or swim really because it, there's no guarantees that you're going to go in and you're going to be you're going to play well you know what i mean you could you could go on and have a stinker and you'd never be seen again um 
but I think it's sort of the opportunity that, that everyone craves really more than anything else. I've got to touch about that Sunderland game a little bit more though. I was there as in the gods in the away end. There was thousands of us and honestly it was just surreal. It was just absolutely brilliant watches playing and the first half, I don't, oh, I, do you know what it is? I vividly remember a cross coming along the box and I, I don't know who was trying to get on the end of it and thinking, could you imagine if they went one up against Sunderland's first team and obviously it, the result didn't, uh, like didn't, wasn't successful on the end, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter and he's done really well. Yeah, like I say, he took a lead one team at half time, like just a couple of minutes after half time is when they scored the first goal. What were you thinking at half time in particular? We can actually have a go at these and maybe get maybe nick a result here because you actually looked a really solid team. Yeah, well, I remember before the game, um, it was a weird atmosphere because all the lads were, you know, were playing Sunderland who were, well, are and were like the best team in, in League One, or if but one of, if not the best team in League One, you know, and so it shouldn't be there. Um, and we're, we're all kind of confident and we're all thinking, you know, we can, we can give them a real game. And I think that's something that obviously showed in the first half and we went out and we were quite fearless and obviously defensively we were sound and like you said there, we created a few chances and then at half-time everyone sort of sat there thinking, you know, we've got a real chance, just keep keep sort of doing what we're doing and we might nick a 1-0, we might nick a, we might nick a, a, a 2-1, you know, as long as we're in the game then we've got we've got a massive chance. Um, but then two set players later, 2-0 um, down, then it's a massive uphill, uphill battle. Um, and I, I don't think we, we didn't get played off the park we didn't get picked apart um, obviously probably 4-0 coming away people probably think oh they got sort of outclassed and totally sort of schooled but anyone who was at the game like obviously you'll know yourself we actually played pretty well and 4-0 really wasn't a scoreline that was sort of Deserved, I think we deserved not. I wouldn't say we deserved to win the game at all, but I, I think we definitely deserved to be closer. And on another day, um, I think we, we could have possibly nicked something, which obviously would have been unbelievable. Like you said, there the, the fans, which were amazing. We've never experienced anything like that before, um, and so that was just even looking back now, that was just such a big day for everyone who was involved. And I just sort of wish it was one that we could look back on with a bit more. Uh, happiness and not not being a four 0 drubbing really. Uh, get through to the first round proper of the FA Cup and then get them get them at Gateshead. <laughs> get your own back. Yeah. That's, that's that's what you want. Um, I'm interested. To, well, I'm intrigued about some a couple of things you said um, previous there, Owen. Um, do you think because you mentioned when you were at the under twenty threes, it was it was sort of a transitional time and there was kind of a lot going on. Do you think? At that time in the academy, there was something missing, and like it's not, it, things weren't as run, running as smoothly as it it should be done, as it were. There wasn't a clear line of progression for the youth products of Newcastle United. Uh, I think it was sort of just the link between the the youth and reserves, well, twenty threes set up, and the the first team that kind of wasn't really there. I think. Leading up, all the age groups leading up to the to the under twenty threes seem to be lads. Obviously, you look at the likes of uh, Joe White, Elliot Anderson. Um, they they kind of at that period were sort of sixteen, seventeen, but they were kind of getting chances to to play with us, which obviously at the time for them is a massive thing. It's a, it's the next progression for their career. So I think on the on the like 
our side, so to speak, of things. Um, that was that was there and that was kind of in place, but there was I don't think there was any kind of real sort of opportunity or pathway to to progress lads up and to to really get lads kicking on. Um, I think, like I said before, yeah, yeah obviously. Uh, going back before that, Sean got a chance and was excellent, and uh, Matty. Um, but other other than them two, no one sort of really got the chance. And when they did, like the likes of Carl Roberts, he he scored in the FA Cup. You know what I mean? And um, I think he kind of that 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 is taking your chance, really. Um, so I think it's just sort of the 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 route to to getting there wasn't wasn't sort of in place, and there wasn't sort of any anything in place to to be that transition and sort of integrate lads into the into the squad can i ask about ben dawson Owen? because he was he came in and it has to be said he's kind of transformed the club in a little, uh, in, in little ways because the academy or the under 23s weren't getting the results the performances were probably okay but the results weren't coming through and obviously that season where he came in it seemed to just gel and just everything seemed to work really well together He's been put on the, the first the first team now. He's been with the first team for a little while now. What are his best attributes as a coach? Uh, yeah, well, Ben's an excellent coach and he's, he sort of has a real clear sort of style of play that, that he he wants and sort of believes in. Um, and it, it, it mainly comes from sort of Rafa's philosophies of being defensively solid. I think I think Ben really bought into... What, what Rafa was buying into at the time and what he was trying to teach were um, in terms of the units and sort of the way that we would sort of slide across and um, kill space because uh, I think a lot of the time it's sort of, it's people think it's sort of you against a man and you've got to sort of be better than your, your opponent whereas then it was a lot of to do with sort of space and marking space and, you know, cutting off sort of angles and, and I think that, that was like a, when everyone was buying into that, it was a real uh, positive, and that's why there was a lot of positive results because everyone had a clear sort of um, like vision of how how he wanted to set us up and how he wanted us to play, and that that was why the results definitely um, were were positive. And I think Ben, obviously being up with the first team now as well, that was always kind of going to be the next um, thing for Ben because obviously when when he when he was with us, he done really well and. I think him and Steve Harper are really big on trying to get more lads in involved with the first team because obviously it's no secret that there's not been a, a massive amount of them. Obviously, like I said before, keep going back to them, but obviously Sean and Matty are involved there and Elliot Anderson's um, up there a lot now. But I think other than that, there's not been a, a lot recently. So I think that that's kind of, that, that's what they're looking into, trying to get that happening more often. Yeah, you're right because there's definitely a lot of talent in the northeast, isn't there? There's no doubt about that. So I'm going to mention the T word takeover. How how much of a benefit do you think that would be for players progressing from the under 18s to the 23s to the first team? I hope it's positive. Um, I think obviously from a from a kind of a fan's point of view, you want you want to see them you want to see them going out and buying. The best players you want to see them spending a hundred million on forwards and stuff. You know what I mean? You want all the exciting transfers and, but I think obviously from the sort of the academy point of view of looking at that, I think you're probably then looking and thinking, well, then there's less chance for for me. But then I think that's kind of a negative negative way to look at it. I think the flip side of that is 
they're bringing in quality players, you've got a better chance to sort of learn off them quality players and you've got a better chance to try and get your levels to where they are and become a real top, top, top player. And um, I, I see no reason why that can't happen. I, I hope that the, 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 the people who've taken over do look into having something in place where it's more of a smooth transition from from coming through the academy to then sort of being involved with the first team. But you look at you look at some of the talent that's came through and has sort of slipped through the net. Um and it, it's it's quite it's crazy really, you know, like Adam Armstrong's playing in the Premier League and Ivan Tony both scoring goals in the Premier League and it makes you think like sort of how did they not not get a chance, do you know what I mean? And I'm hoping that going forward that the, the club will uh, obviously have looked at that and they'll sort of learn from it and they'll be thinking that um, hopefully no one else sort of slips through the net and we can get more local lads involved because I think that's what every sort of supporter wants to see. They'd love to see local lads playing for the team. I'm sure it's Sir John Hall that said he'd love to have 11 Geordies out on the pitch one day for Newcastle. That would have be, been a sight there. Everybody would have loved. Um, just briefly, Owen, we have to mention the injuries because it was at a really, really bad time because you were kind of probably on the cusp of a, probably a good loan move or maybe on the bench for the first team. It, it was really, really close. And to have those injuries back to back to back in the end, mentally, I don't know how you cope with that because to be so close to where you could be, and I'm sure there was probably clubs that were looking at you to take on loan for that first half of the season, maybe a full season. It must have been so tough, but to get through that and to see where you are now, you must you must be so proud of yourself. Yeah, it was a really tough time, um, not just for me, but for me, for my family as well. You know, they sort of lived every minute of it with me, and that they kind of knew what it meant, what it meant to us, and then. I think no one we didn't speak about it, but we knew that it was such an important time, and we knew that it was the worst timing. Um, but I think the way we kind of dealt with it was sort of just being positive and thinking how we we can sort of positively affect it because it's done. You know what I mean? It's one of them things where it's happened. You can't do anything about it. You've just got to look forward and think about what you can do. So um, I think the way that I tried to deal with it was just sort of coming back in the best shape possible and in the best sort of mental space to think that I, I know where I want to get to and I'm kind of going to do everything I can to get there and I think um, like I, I didn't I don't really think of myself as mentally that strong you know I, I think I just sort of did what was natural at the time and um, it's not until you, you take a step back and obviously like since that when you say that obviously it was sort of a tough time when you realise that obviously it was it was a really tough period and to get through that um, obviously it is a sort of strength in me bow and it's something that I'm really like you said before I'm proud of, proud to have done and I think looking back now I can kind of really look back with a lot of lot of pride on it and now I'm just hoping to put that behind us um, sort of I haven't had any concerns so far touch wood um, and I'm hoping that that continues and I can just sort of keep keep playing my football regularly and keep getting games under my belt and sort of show them what I can do on a Saturday and then see where that takes us, really. I mean, were you a bit sort of, obviously, injuries and injuries and injuries and then your contract expired. Were you a bit disappointed that maybe, because you'd been, as you say, at Newcastle since you were eight years of age, were you a bit disappointed that maybe the club didn't give you just an extra year to kind of prove your worth or 
did you kind of get the feeling that the writing was on the wall and you almost sort of made peace with it before you were told? Um, well, like again, uh, I lent a lot of my family for that. Um, mm. my, my agent, who was brilliant at the time, you know, we had a lot of we had a lot of conversations um, about what the outcomes would be because um, we sort of knew that the contracts were, were coming up and we had a lot of conversations about what the scenario is if, if I don't get something, if I do get something, how does it look, you know what I mean? Um, I knew that if I was going to get kept on, it would probably only be one year um, and I knew that that year would uh, revolve around going on loan um, and I think that could, I think if you if you look at it, that could be viewed as a waste of a year. Um, but then on the flip side, I had the flip side argument of then I, I need to sort of have somewhere that I can actually sign for and play football. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously with COVID and stuff, um, it, it's a different kind of industry at the minute and there's not, teams aren't carrying massive squads. Um, but then again, that is also a positive thing for me because I've, since I've went to Gator, I've played played all games and um really enjoyed really enjoyed playing so i think looking back it's it's been something that's been a real godsend and something that has happened for a reason you know what i mean i think if i had a sort of stuck about i could have maybe went on loan and you look at some of the lads who've who've been on loan or are on loan and uh i think loan players often get sort of cast aside and if if push comes to shove i think loan players often aren't picked Purely not not down to ability a lot of the time. I think it's because it's not their player, and I think they've got to sort of look after their own squad. And you can understand it, but but from the players' point of view and from the club's development point of view, you want you want the lads playing all the time, and you want them playing every week. So I think to be, to be signed obviously permanently for Gateheads is a, a completely different situation and something that I'm really happy I've I've, I've done in the end actually. So I'm really really pleased in the end that I've actually signed. Right, it was terrible with the injuries. 583 days out, that's got to be tough for any footballer. And like you say, it, it must have been difficult. But one thing I don't think Sam knows, and I was gonna, I'm was going to leave it now, you obviously scored against Norwich in the last minute. Sam, you'll never even think who uh, Owen replaced. I think it was after about 75 minutes. It could have been maybe a bit, a bit earlier than that. But uh, who do you think he came on for, Sam? Uh, what can I have clues? He's played for the first team. What no? <clears throat> okay, what year was this? So he's only just left recently. That's the only clue you're getting. He's only just left recently. What Saive? Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> Still without a club. I bet he. Uh, I bet he wishes he was at Gateshead, Owen. You've got the. You've got the plum draw there. Sorry, <laughs> what was he like, Saive? Before we're going on about that goal, what was he like? Was he was he actually? It's not as bad as what people make out. He's you know, really talented footballer. I think that's that's the thing. A lot of a lot of the players who sort of drop down and, and play with us, um, who I think obviously the, the fans see them on a Saturday and think they're not very good and, and stuff. But you, you know, you watch them train with us or play with us, and some of the abilities, it's uh, it's really and you. <laughs> it's Saive just telling him, just telling him, just to be careful about what he was saying. It is, but, yeah, justice for Saive. Wow, are you surprised by that? Sir? Yeah, you're right. Without, without, without a clue, <laughs> I would never have got that. I would never have got that in a million years. Saive. I mean, maybe, 
just maybe now, you know, we're mad stinking rich and all that, we could get him back and pay him like 200 grand a week. <laughs> that would be interesting. But um, as, Owen, as Owen comes back, I think that was probably Henri's side. I just tell him, don't. don't I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, that was Henri. That was Henri ringing his ear. You see if you can get him into Gateshead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like I said, um, the likes of Henri, um, you know, these are, these lads are great players, you know what I mean? And um, I think in the times that he did play for the first team he played against, I think it was uh, maybe West Ham, he scored he scored a worldly goal. And yeah. I think, like, he's, you know what I mean? These these guys are good players. For, for whatever reason, they don't sort of kick on at the club. Um, but they're still, they're still really talented, do you know what I mean? And I think... It's easy to forget that these lads are still being brought in. You know what I mean? They're still still top top players and pros, and most of them have been spot on in terms of off the pitch what they what they help us out with, really. Just go on, Sam. Just how important was it to to stay in the northeast, Owen? Because um, obviously you mentioned just how important your family were. Was that a a big contributing factor in wanting to sign for Gateshead and and stay stay in the northeast? Uh, it's a strange one because I think when I was told that I was released, I kind of resided myself to the fact that I would be moving away and I would be starting um, somewhere new. And I, I, in a way, I was kind of looking forward to sort of being on my own and fending for myself and, you know, and like having a different challenge because that's something I've never experienced. Um, but then looking at it now, uh, it's been great to, to stay around and to have them there, to have my family there and to have a lot of, lads that I've played with before who I know are top players but also top lads um, that, that's massively helped uh, because obviously there's times where you come in and you might be a bit deflated you know especially for me I find it hard sometimes because mentally I'm thinking about doing things on the pitch and my legs might not be keeping up with us do you know what I mean just things there's things where you, you, you get frustrated because when you've been over for such a long time, you think things are just going to suddenly click back into place and you're, you're going to be back to where you were. I think it sort of took a bit of time, but I'm, I'm kind of getting there now and getting towards back where I was, or where I felt I was before before I got injured. And I think, like you said there, I think I, I, it would have been probably tough for me to, to do that away from home. So being at home now is obviously a real positive thing, really. Yeah, definitely. And... We have to talk a little bit about Newcastle and its current day. Um, but I don't know if you've heard, but we've been taken over him with potentially. We're mad, stinking rich. While you were at the club, did you ever think it was ever going to happen? While you were at the club, or did you did you always kind of think it's always kind of going to be under Mike Ashley? Uh, well, I think I speak for everyone when it, it, it was one of them things where everyone kind of just thought it was never going to happen. I think it's one of them things where obviously the club went up for sale and stuff um, and obviously I don't know kind of what happened behind the scenes but obviously the first time when uh, the current group who's now took over came in and stuff I think even then no one truly believed it I think I know I didn't I know like obviously I had sort of my dad my granddad and stuff saying oh have you seen Twitter There's, this is on there and all that and I remember just thinking like I've heard it all before it's not you know what I mean it's sort of it's not going to happen um, so to then for, for it to have happened literally out of the out of the blue really now it was sort of a two two or three day thing where it was sort of back in the spotlight wasn't it and then next thing it's definitely on it's happened so I, I think um, that's probably better than 
the long drawn out process that was happening before anyways i think uh it gives everyone a little bit of a buzz and doesn't have everyone sort of hanging on because i think everyone's given up on us do you think that maybe it could benefit gateshead kind of sort of in a weird sense because that this consortium obviously wants to invest in the whole area the whole community they want it all do you think that could benefit they might maybe gateshead might just be sent an extra player or two on loan every season or or i don't know i mean drum up some extra support for you guys on your on your way back up definitely uh at least i hope so anyway um i think if you look at the sort of the crowds this year for for, for us they went up game by game and i think there was just over a thousand in on saturday um and i think that's sort of down to the the way that we're playing, but obviously the results as well. And I think people are sort of buying into that. Um, I think with the takeover and stuff, I think if the if the results improve, obviously at Newcastle and um, the other side of the river, I think that can only be a good thing for, for Gated because there'll obviously be a sort of positive feeling in the area. And I think everyone will want to sort of watch football and support football and, and, and in the area. And I think this is a big year for us. Um, I think if we can go up then, definitely be a, a, a positive thing for for loan players and stuff because I think it would become a sort of real a real option for lads to sort to come to Gated and I think it kind of should be anyways because I think I know I speak for myself I know I speak for a lot of the lads as well when I say that the standards are a lot better than some of the lads would would realize at, at Gated um so I think getting out of the league's a real important thing for us this year and hopefully we can do that and then um take it from there really. Hundred percent we just look at Hartlepool and obviously Jamie Sterry uh, they've got themselves back into the football league and that's not a million miles away. It's not a million miles you have one good season this season and then let's see what happens next season and you could be really in it with the big boys. But just finally Owen, um what do you want out of your career? What do you think what would you be happy with in your footballing career? Would you be do you want to say play football league? Do you think you can play you know, higher than that sort of level, or do you just want to go out and enjoy the game and just enjoy being a professional footballer? Uh, it's a difficult question. Um, I think I'm not someone who sort of sets goals. Um, I, I, but when I was when I was younger, um, the, the the ultimate for me, the, everything was obviously playing for England. And I think since since injuries have hit and stuff, that's obviously took a massive blow. And you know, like I think I think to go from playing where I am now to to, to play for England would be something massively out of the ordinary, but I think I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to sort of progress as, as, as well as I can and play at the highest level I can and just take it from there, really, and take it step by step. Um, I don't like to sort of look too far in the future and I try to sort of impact what I can impact, and that's obviously having a positive year that uh, at Gator this year and then seeing what happens there, you know, hopefully we'll go up and who knows from there? Um, hopefully, we can sort of work, work. I can work my way into the football league, and then just take it from there. Really. Oh yeah, great stuff. I mean, I mean, we wish you all the best of luck, and I mean, everyone watching this now and like next international break. I think you got Alfreton at home, so just Newcastle aren't playing, so there's there's no, you know, there's no Mbappe or Haaland. I mean, it's not even the transfer window yet. But anyway, there's none of that to go and watch. So head on down to Gateshead and uh, see him spank Alfred and town, eh? <laughs> Just very, very briefly, Owen. I'm, I'm sure Mike will not be watching this this weekend. Did you have a couple of cans last week? 
<laughs> I do know it is. I didn't. I kept myself right. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Uh, I was there. Um, as much as I wanted to, I was there. Uh, keeping myself yeah, right. Got a big gift side. <laughs> exactly. You've got to look after yourself. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you got the win anyway on Saturday. I think it's probably probably best, probably for the best. But Owen, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on. It's been a real pleasure talking to you about all things Newcastle and Gateshead. And like Sam says, we. Wish Gateshead all the very best. Wish yourself all the very best and hopefully you can get promotion at the end of it. Thank you very much. Cheers for having us. Thank you. No worries. Sam, where can everybody listen to this podcast? Every podcast app you can think of. Just search the Greenwood and Mullinus show on Newcastle Fans TV and hit that five-star review. From myself, Jonathan Greenwood, Sam Mullinus and Gateshead defender Owen Bailey. We'll see you all very soon. <laughs>